Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. What's put out 14 albums and rhymes with Blevin Dust? Well, you're about to say. Uh, how are you, gentlemen, tonight? Um, fortunately, we're still only a tripod. Ben Lindsay's still out in assignment, but Gabe and Tracy, in spite of who they are as people, are both here. What's up, peoples? Don't shoot me on the messenger. Again? <laughs> I'm out with the devil win. Yeah, you might. You just might. So you probably already inferred from my stupid rhyming exercise and what my compadre just said that we are talking about Seven Dust, 787th album, yeah. Truth Killer. <laughs> it's the 14th album released on July 28th, 2023. So Comrade Tracy is going to hit us with some deets. What, yeah, uh, the, what do you know? The details for this album is it was recorded at Studio Barbosa in Gotha, Florida. It has a runtime of 49 minutes and 47 seconds, released on Napalm Records. Sitting in the producer's chair is Michael Elvis Basquet. All tracks were written by Seven Dust, LaJohn Witherspoon, lead vocals, Clint Lowry, lead guitar, backing vocals and programming, John Connolly, rhythm guitar and backing vocals, Vinnie Hornsby, bass and backing vocals, and Morgan Rose, drums and backing backing vocals. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but this has been like a fairly consistent lineup since inception, right? Yeah, outside of Clint being gone for two albums, like... There's been no turnover. Somebody else may have come and gone, but this has been the same lineup since 95. Or these people on here are the same ones that were in the band in the beginning. So uh, yeah, Clinton stepped Clint stepped out for a bit. But yeah, remarkable continuity. And 14 albums is a good amount of albums. I mean, they're pretty consistent, about two to three. A lot years. of albums. They, do they drop them. They drop them. Why did I pick this? Because it's Seven Dust. And you know how I am about brand loyalty. Uh, and I'd already heard uh, Fence. Which is we'll talk about later. Man, that song is badass. And I was like, oh, I hope the whole album. Sometimes I think Tracy's made fun of other bands, like, and that is the only heavy song on that whole album. <laughs> I think it was Slipknot when we heard that one track. You're like, and that will be it. So I was a little worried. Or, one sometimes of those. it's that, like I was. This is, I think, probably their weakest album. And so I would almost even say Chapter Seven. Like I don't know. Like you I said mean, that, I but I like Chapter Seven, which I guess is why we're disagreeing here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so like all I see is war and blood and stone were pretty good. Kill the fall, like of course, blackout song was good, cold day memory is good. But I mean, it's chapter seven. That's the like I don't. I thought dislike cold day memory it. was pretty weak. Actually, it was all right, but I don't know. I they put out a lot of <laughs> they had, and, and I thought they got a little weaker in that middle bit. But I think these last few, and I would include this one. Maybe you wouldn't have been better. So I don't remember what I gave blood from a stone or whatever, but I'm gonna look that up um gabe you gave it a b plus b plus that's what's gonna be my guess uh gabe you've done several of these with us right at no. least one. Oh, no. no and i know this you weren't listening to this music at the time so is you're... this your first seven dust album ever <laughs> it's a it's the first one yeah first one okay well there's 13 behind this one what yeah i would love to hear your uh, fresh man off the street perspective so i feel like i'm it's it's really not appropriate to judge Seven Dust on this one record, and I I don't think I will. But based on this one record, what I would say is that this is super radio friendly. There's no curses. There's no heaviness. Basically, there's what it's, I, I, he says. It's basically works. no. It's <laughs> it's basically left the new metal stuff all behind and has this alt metal shell uh, to it and. 
what what they do have is like you know once in a while you get like an industrial or like a gent kind of flourish in there uh but nothing here is challenging there's no outside the box whatsoever and they 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 know what they're doing i mean i feel like they you know based on the production values based on sort of like what they're doing in terms of composition they know what they're doing and they probably are playing to their crowd and i i am not part of that crowd yeah that's fair (laughs) i i don't think i'm part of that crowd so i don't know what i expected i don't know if i expected anything but they are not pitching it to me that's fair definitely and so this is one of the rare bands where I think it was before you joined Gabe that me, Ben, and David all kind of lined on where we liked them at and like what we thought of them. So like this was like the little part of that Venn diagram somehow. Because I've been a fan of these guys since I heard Animosity, which that was the album my brother had as well. That's a one. And so I've enjoyed them since one really. But uh, for Ben's notes on this, he goes, me listening to the opening track. Is this a seal album? This song rules. My excitement was the diminished the further I got into the album. <laughs> Electronic experimentation didn't do this one any favors. Kudos to them for continuing to expand their sound, I guess. A band that has been around for approximately 30 years should have an album as well played and produced as this one. There isn't anything offensive, not anything to make the pulse race either. Both hands said. were on the wheel within five miles. Both hands were on the wheel within five miles of the speed limit. And this is Again, I think it's my, maybe their most by the numbers album they've done in a while. I don't know. This is like maybe this is them watching like, oh, Christmas Day and Angel or some of our talk tracks that are streaming. Maybe we should do something more along those. And they did. And uh. so I am the counterpoint to Gabe. I've been on the ride since before the first album even dropped. Is how long I've liked Seven Dust. So because there was that song on Mortal Kombat before. They're they from your neck of the woods, aren't they? They're from Atlanta. And so I met them in Atlanta. One of my friends at grad school dated Clint Lowry's dad. So I met them in Winston-Salem. So I, so this is a band. I mean, I'm not going to claim they're friends. They're not. But as bands go, I know them pretty well and have loved them a long time. You know, I think, here's what I think about this album. I think LeJean, who's always quite good, is really actually banging it out here. I'm not going to say he ever dials it in but it felt that way a little bit. Like there were some albums he just really wasn't pushing as hard as he pushed on like home or animosity. So I feel like his vocals here are even better than usual. Like I think sort of a return to form. So that I really liked a lot. The genty stuff. I'd love to hear your reaction to the older stuff, Gabe, because there was a lot more of that, particularly if you go to the first couple albums. I mean, that was sort of a big part of their sound. And so when it would happen, I was like, man, I want a little more of this. Uh, and he knows, like, if you read on Apple, Clint goes on for a few paragraphs per song. Like, he even admits, like, track five, this is a typical Seven Dust song that will make, like, our hardcore fans not yell at us. Like, he, you know, he, it's, he, he's very self, he's, like, very aware that, uh, you know, they've got different constituencies to juggle. They're getting older. They have, I agree with you, sort of left the new metal stuff behind. Uh, I think this album is even more melancholy and kind of sad than previous ones. Yeah. And they're all pretty sad. I mean, the last one, they just gotten through cancer. But I find it interesting. I think Voyager, which we're going to talk about next, and this starts similarly. I think also Meshuggah started this way. I don't know. I think it's a 2023 thing, the sort of slow burn, cut you open thing that these bands are doing. 
or not to get into tracks. It, it didn't win me over initially, this opener. I was like, oh, what? But I warmed up to it. You know, the songs they released in a drip, uh, I liked a ton. And I think they actually picked some of the best ones to release. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I, I admit, a little inconsistent. It drags sort of a bit. It's, it's it, almost... Towards the end, but... I was going to say it's almost fear in the dark, like where the singles are really like what brings you down, but everything else of it's kind of like I can see the singles kind of making their way into set pieces, but I don't see very much deep cut making its way on the stage throughout. I have so many albums. I mean, you know, they'll probably hit four of these and then do all the other shit they've got. I mean, they're like clutch. Yeah. But like also, I think this is compared to chapter seven because that's the last one before clint came back i feel like this is also the first album that with john's vocals have been like the forefront of like the focus since chapter seven because i mean after they didn't really have nothing else to work with after clint left and i think they struck a good balance up until here and then it kind of tipped back into john's favor now if you're going to put your money on a vocalist with john's a health person to do it but i feel like this album like instrumentation wise and just kind of it misses like the melody calling is sadness. Like I, I, I like my seven just a little angrier. I'm here for the John, so this nailed it with me. And I like the angrier seven dust too. But I don't know. I, I'm I think more of a melancholy mood watching the embers burn right now. So, uh, it's it's been a time. Yeah, I, I mean seven dust has always managed probably because of sheer frequency of album drops to drop an album during many of my most profound life crises. So good job, Seven Dust. The soundtrack to me d- devolving over and over and over again. Maybe that's better than like my sugar dropping a, an album. I mean, yeah, me. I don't need that to be the soundtrack of my life, though. There's some of that, too. Even when you try for Fear Factor and I'm a god with it. Is- <laughs> Shit, dude. Living a pancake. Anyway, um, yeah. So this is an album. I think we all. I think agree. maybe what what might be useful for listeners comparing this to some other band that's been around for equally as long and is still putting out records. Like we listened to that Disturbed record. This is much better than that. In Hell the yeah, sense it is. Of like in the sense of like, I would much rather just listen to this on so on any given day than that. Like I just I can't put myself through that that Disturbed record. And it's not that this is like head and shoulders above that i know what you're saying now it's not it's not going to tax my system in the same way that the disturb rector is going to do oh wow um, i want to even say like in the beginning times disturbed and seven dust for very close i think composition like not composition like sure. quality wise sure and then yeah. like four tracks band four albums and disturb it diverges like late 2000s it's like and we're going off the cliff I agree with that. Well, I know, I know, like just from kind of hearsay that Disturbed is a band that took their sound in different directions. Whereas I think we mentioned on that Disturbed review that we did that they sound exactly the same as they did 20 years ago. <laughs> like there is literally nothing that has changed. Yeah, or sure. like, you know, from my perspective, like almost nothing that has changed. And I'm not an expert, but like shit, man. Like you could have fooled me. You could just put that in front of me and be like, "Hey, this is like a 2000 record. It's not a 2023 record." Sure, <laughs> I would have sure. believed you. Yeah, the show feels like we're in a track moment now. I think so as well, David. Uh, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm not going to say all of them because I concede. Holy Water through Superficial Drug is a little weak. Like that sort of seven, eight, nine. They're all right. Leave Hell, but Superficial Drug itself is okay. 
But in terms of the rest of the songs, as I said, Might Let the Devil Win really grew on me, and now I think it's quite powerful. Truth Killer is a very typical Seven Dust sounding song. I really like everything a lot. That song is the one song with a curse word, Gabe. But it's yeah, I know it's it's, it's, I, it's in there. I was exaggerating a little bit, not by much. I mean, Ben said the same thing. It's funny. Um, no Revolution is the one that he said was sort of a typical Seven Dust song. I agree with that. Uh, and then I think Messenger and Love Hate are pretty good. That sort of one two punch to lead us back out, or excuse me, Love Hate and Fence. Is what yeah, I have to say No Messenger, man, that one's also just kind of okay. But Love Hate is good, and I love Fence. Man, that song is so good. Uh, I wish all the songs on here were as good as that. And maybe that's the angrier Seven Dust you want, Tracy. Uh, I feel like that's one of their best songs in a long time. So it's interesting. They chose to release one? that first. Fence. Oh, they, yeah. That's... And that's the one they released first, interestingly, even though it's the closer. But man, is it good. Anyway, so there's some highs on here and then sort of a little bit of meh, I admit. Sort of <laughs> I think that's probably why they started with them, because it's probably one of the better songs they've done in a while. As for Benjamin, he says, I might let the devil win, won't stop the bleeding superficial drug. For me, truth killer, no revolution, fence. And also, I enjoyed, for the other reasons, um, I might let the devil win as well. Like, I have put that on a separate playlist. <laughs> but yeah, like this was, it's still Seven Dust. I'm at that point, Seven Dust, three sound. I'm going to fucking listen to Seven Dust album. So, <laughs> uh, what about you, Gabe? I thought Truth Killer was okay. Uh, everything is very catchy. No Revolution is all right. Leave Hell Behind has some heaviness to it. And uh, Love and Hate has some really nice melodies. And that's it. All righty. Let's get into grades. David. I like this slightly more than the last one. And I love this brand. And I think I like this album more than the rest of you. So I'm going to give this an 89. It's not an A album. It, it's not. They have plenty that are, but I'm going to put this in an 89. And I stand by that. I'm going to give this a B minus an 82. Like not a B minus 81, but just I'm going to gallop it a little bit. Because I mean, it's still a 7 album, but it's, I feel like it is missing a little bit. Uh, Benjamin's going to give it a B minus as well. He would. I'm going to bring up the rear with a C plus. We can put that at a 78. I would recommend for your future listening seven just home and animosity like that would be two me, like me too. two starting albums to go with they're both very good this sort of reminded me a bit of seasons and i know people have mixed feelings about that i'm okay with pop seven dust i think they do it very well yeah uh, uh, i would buy the shit out of this album i i would have bought it just for buy it unseen yeah it's seven dust Ooh, seven dust, i would have bought it as well i would just buy it yeah ben would not buy it damn it ben that's fair which i'm I wish I could be here to ask him if you saw it on scene with the being seven dust when he bought it. I think I don't know if that's a gnaw with him having heard it. Uh uh-huh. Gabe's not buying it either, so no way. All right. Not buying it, Gabe? No. 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 God no, he hangs up. And that's the last we ever heard from him. <laughs> we made him listen to disturbed again. Look, I, I I've heard a lot worse, but I don't Yeah. Speaking of hearing a lot worse. Ben's got an album. We got an album coming up that Ben thinks falls into a lot worse category. Yes, we do. My pick for the month of July. Voyagers, Fearless in Love. Well, at least two out of the four of us were excited to hear this was (laughs) dropping. (laughs) The other two, not so much. Like, what would happen if Holland Oates and Iron Maiden made a band? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That is a perfect way to describe it. Holland Oates. I mean, I'm here for it, but some might not be here on Thunderdome Metal Review.